10 over the Tennessee Titans. How are we feeling today, man? On top of the moon, on top of the world, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm the king of the world. I <laughs> We are the king. We are the kings of football. I love this team. Yesterday was a yesterday was a statement on a yes. na- it was a nationally televised game. And we just showed the NFL what's up. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I predicted that we were going to lose. We have a ton to talk about today. I'm so excited. But before we get started, I want to make a big announcement here on the show. What? So what could this announcement be? Oh, playing with the soundboard here. I want to introduce everyone to our third member of the show. Ali is going to be joining us as a color analyst through the rest of the season. Color commentary. Uh, Ali, we just want to say your contributions have been wonderful to the show. We're getting a lot of good feedback. So we asked you to be a third and you took us up on it. You have anything we, to say to it? We got to stop meeting like this guy. Actually, no, let's keep meeting like this. I really enjoy this. <laughs> you know what no, it was? I, Go ahead. No, I, I love it. I, I love it. I'm excited to be on. Um, you know, we are kings of the world after after yesterday. Actually, no, we took down King Henry yesterday oh look at you i love what you, i love what you did there yeah i gotta say uh you know once i heard jordan mylata's singing voice on the christmas album <laughs> the next best thing i could think of was ali's sweet tender sultry voice <laughs> so they you know it, the timing just worked out spectacularly i feel like we have our very own mylata who can sing us to you know what what, what do you matter anyway should, it's great to have you go? here do you want me to give it a go? I can try. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. But um, in, in all seriousness, so so how this is going to change the show format, it's relatively going to be unchanged. Andrew and I are still going to give our two ups, two downs. We're still going to do swinging it, so on. Um, and then Ali is going to come in really as like that color commentator role. We've really felt that we've needed a third person here. And then next season, we'll work him in as a full-time contributor. So maybe the show will, will change up a little bit. So flow is relatively unchanged. Bring in a friend with us along for the journey. Ali, we are so incredibly happy to have you here. Speaking of things that we are incredibly happy about, dude, what a freaking game yesterday. What so I was game. at the stadium and I was telling Ali right before we started, um, it's in the air. It's December football. The playoffs are approaching. Uh, for a one o'clock game, the the energy was absolutely electric. Early on in the season, you know, it's a little bit lax. People are kind of getting late to their seats. Um, just not the case yesterday. 
Eagles chance all the way up the escalator, uh, getting to 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 uh, to, to the game. Uh, there was a whole bunch of booing going on across the stadium. I didn't understand why. Apparently, Eagles fans were turned around yelling at the Tennessee Titans owner's box and <laughs> yelling at him the whole game, saying, "Good job on AJ Brown!" Like it is playoff. <laughs> football in philadelphia and the, the stadium was absolutely electric they should have been cheering that box instead of booing it if anything <laughs> write them right. thank you cards it was just a whole bunch of commotion i was like what the heck is going on over there and then i saw it on uh, on twitter today that it was uh, it was the tennessee owners <laughs> box absolutely hilarious dude it, it i mean let's get into let's let's just get into it because i think that that leads right into some 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 beauties yeah alex and andrews two up all right alex if you want to gush over aj brown you can (laughs) you can do it i i will give you first dibs my man because you know as much as i like i like talking about different you know maybe bringing some different goodies to play with it's really it's going to be really hard for you or i and ali obviously to not chip in and just absolutely just gush over over AJ. I'm going to, if you, you can have it, man, I can, you can do it. So I was thinking about this scenario today. And if you, if, if, if I say this with no more context than this, you have to tell me what's the first thing that comes to mind. You see a quarterback throw a ball to a wide receiver in the end zone. And it looks like his foot stepped out of bounds. And then right back on the same play, he goes to the same wide receiver and scores a touchdown. Where do you think that wide receiver and quarterback are lining up? Five-yard line, 10-yard line. There was two consecutive plays from the 50-yard line where Jalen Hurts is just going bombs away on A.J. Brown. He catches them both. One, he absolutely um, – he was he was out of bounds. He was, he was definitely out of bounds right there. And then the second one, the cornerback was safety and pretended that he was down there for an injury. And again, <laughs> took the ball, spiked it in the middle of the end zone, place went nuts. Absolutely incredible. Uh, AJ Brown. And then that catch he had, um, that happened right in front of us. We were inside getting snacks. We missed the catch. It happened right in front of us and we didn't see it. It's going to be something that's going to be on every highlight reel. We didn't see it. But, um, dude, plenty to gush over around wide receiver one. You know what? I, that brings me up to my next question I want to ask both of you. Was that play that you're referring to where AJ Brown, it was the ball that was kind of between the two defenders, or it may have gone off of the defender's chest ever so slightly, but AJ just secured it with his hands, brought it in. To me, that looked like it was a gift dropped from God. So like I look at that play and and I I'm trying I like I, I'm curious to hear what other people's take on that play was. Was it an impressive catch? What was more impressive? The catch or the throw? Ali, go to you. Dude, it had to be the throw, man. And I, I've been kind of raving on on QB1 for the last few weeks now. Uh, I saw this pretty cool stat. So up until this season, his QBR in tight windows has been a 13. This year, it's 73. Wow. The advancement that this guy has had, especially in tight windows, I, I mean, just speaks... Vo- you, we see it, right? We see we see all of the work that he's put in the offseason and be able to make throws like that. To your point, it was a gift from God or <laughs> it was, you know, from, from Avery's perspective, the cornerback was kind of a, a gift from <laughs> the other the other side <laughs> dude i think in my opinion it, it, it it's just this chemistry aj yeah. brown knew where that ball was going to be in that position if he knew the ball was coming to him um it almost looked effortless too he just stuck it, it it's almost like it just stuck right right in his hand right he knew that it was going to be on the cornerback's face i mean that was exactly where jalen put it 
I guess so, man. I, I, like I said, I mean, yeah, maybe, all, may, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> all, all, like it, it reminded me of the Santa Claus, and I don't know if I'm just feeling the holiday spirit, but I forget who the character was. Maybe it was like the guy that the mom was dating because Scott Calvin was obviously Santa. Anyway. There's a gift that just drops from the air and it lands in his hands and he's like, a weenie whistle. <laughs> when I saw that ball <laughs> fall into AJ Brown's hands, I was just like, that just dropped into his hands like a weenie whistle. And my goodness, that was, I I, I think I'm more with Ali. Like, I, I think I give, I, I think I was more impressed by the throw and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take my one and then I'll send it back to you, Alex, sure. because I want to talk about Jalen Hurts for a minute or two or five or 12. Um, this guy is the coolest mf maybe to ever put on an Eagles uniform. Uh, actually, that's there's some tough competition for that. I am so like I am riding a high just off of conversations that I've had with people this past weekend. Um, a friend of mine that I've made recently, uh, you know, we're, we're talking and he just became an Eagles fan this year, really never had a care for football ever. And he's from the area, but he never really latched onto the Eagles. And he's at a point now where the Eagles are must see TV and it's all because of Jalen. And it's not even as much about Jalen's ability or what we're seeing him do on the field. It honestly starts with his attitude Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. the, the number of people that I am hearing that are literally loving the Eagles as much as they are for that reason makes me so proud to heck even have a podcast about this team. Um, We have all had our share of, you know, the past previous two, three seasons, everything leading up to this year, there were so many questions and every week he makes a throw or breaks a tackle or does the Iggy shuffle better than anybody in the league. He's the coolest dude. He is the best teammate. He is an awesome leader. He has earned the respect of players on this team that are 10 years, his senior and this team could not be 11 and one without him. And he's the MVP. I know Patrick Mahomes right now is the favorite. It's gotten a lot closer, actually, from last week to this week. But Jalen Hurts is the MVP. I, I got to say, Andrew, I have a little bit of guilt listening to you say this. On this very podcast, this time last year, I'm looking at Facebook posts. <laughs> And we would have sold the farm to get Russell Wilson here. We would have sold the farm to get Deshaun Watson here. <laughs> and to know Aaron that Rogers. Jalen Hurts was sitting here, given a chance, drafted. We didn't know. We had no idea why he was drafted. The only thing Jalen Hurts said is, I'm glad to be an Eagle and I can't wait to try a Philly cheesesteak. And for him to 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 <laughs> put us in a position where we're 11 and 1. I mean, the stat line yesterday is insane. 29 for 39. 380 yards, three touchdowns, and a 130.3 QB rating. That's insane. That is like a primetime Patrick Mahomes stat line that that you see. So I guess like my question to you and Ali is like the top two MVP front runners right now is Patrick Mahomes at plus 125 odds and Jalen Hurts at plus 175, basically neck and neck according to Vegas. Ali, is Jalen Hurts MVP of the league? Without a question in my mind. I mean, think back to this entire season, even the loss against the Commanders. 
when has Jalen Hurts had a bad game this season? You can't think of one at all, right? All of his interceptions, you could argue that they were tipped. They they came off his receiver's hands and, and there were just, you know, opportunities that the defenders were able to take advantage of. But he truly has played mistake-free football. And he's making these insane plays week after week. I mean, if I have to read another stat that pops up on my TV about why or how Jalen Hurts broke this, you know, Eagles record that's been <laughs> that's been up for the last 60 yeah. years or he broke an NFL record. Like, I, I don't know what more we need to see to make the determination of whether or not he is the MVP. He is absolutely without a question in my mind. The only like and the only case that you can make for Patrick Mahomes is that like, yeah, I guess he's not responsible for losing games either. If anything, you know, we see Mahomes. It's like if that guy has 30 seconds left on the clock and they're down by a possession, chances are they're going to figure out a way to win. And, th- and that is MVP material. But I, I don't know how at this point, especially seeing Kansas City lose again this weekend, you know, this team has one loss. The Eagles have one loss, and that is because of Jalen more than any other reason. And it's just like, sure, there are cases to be made for Patrick Mahomes, but I just, I'm, I don't know how he can be the the, the winner. I, I don't know how he can be more of a favorite than Jalen Hurts right now. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I think to answer that question, I'm I'm starting just to get vibes of, of the 2017 year when everyone thought Carson Wentz was the league MVP. He was the top selling jersey throughout the NFL. Um, you have people like Skip Bayless, die hard. Dallas fan is just going on TV every day and saying, I love Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I hate the Eagles, but I love Jalen Hurts. And you're seeing it around. And, you know, not not to push the, you know, not not to push the the card in front of the horse. But the last time the Eagles were 11, uh, one in, uh, I'm sorry, 11 and one in in 2004, they made the Super Bowl. In Mm -hmm. 1980, they made the Super Bowl. And Mm -hmm. in 1949, they won the NFL championship. And I just think to Ali's point, that's all on Jalen Hurts. That's all on Jalen Hurts. That's all there is to it. You know, it. not to not to take away anything from I, I would hate to sort of take away from a one of the top quarterbacks in the league by saying, Oh, well, he's got Travis Kelsey, who's without a doubt the most dominant yeah, tight end. We have AJ Brown. Yeah. We do have AJ Brown. We do have Dallas Goddard. So I, I don't think you can sit here and say, and at the same time, I don't think you sit, you can sit here and say, well, Patrick Mahomes is doing all of this without Tyreek Hill either. Right? Like he's he's without a question top two quarterback in the league. Um there was a scenario back in 2003 when Peyton Manning and Steve McNair won a co-MVP. Would either of you accept that for Jalen? That sounds about right. Hmm. What was the scenario? Uh, Steve McNair and Peyton Manning won co-MVP that nah, year. Nah, I hate oh, it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I think, yeah, I interpreted that question completely wrong. I apologize. I think I was looking yeah, at yeah. a stat and I was like, I think I caught that, but I didn't actually catch no, that. I, I, I hate that. I hate that. There, there's no, that's, that sounds like the most 2022 thing I've ever heard where everyone gets a participation trophy, right? We're talking about dual, uh, co, 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 uh, co, um, MVPs. Co- I don't yeah. No, It's most valuable player, not most valuable players. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Fair. It's not most valuable players. That's, what is this? We now next we're gonna give out participation trophy Partic- par- participation trophies. <laughs> oh my lord! Anyway, yeah. 
I do want to, uh, you had brought up a point about, you know, we're talking about Travis Kelsey and we're talking about the Eagles with, you know, yeah, these teams have options and obviously these quarterbacks are finding these, these big targets. And like, I think bringing in AJ Brown in and of itself has boosted Jalen's confidence, his comfort, and we're seeing his, you know, that's his guy. That's his go-to guy. But like, hold on a second, because not only did AJ Brown, you know, yeah, he had eight catches for 119 and two touchdowns, but then, oh, oh yeah, that other guy on the other side. Oh, just that former Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, who honestly is probably a number one wide receiver on most teams. Like, I, I think you can make a case for it. My man had five catches for 102. So both of our both of our ones, I'll call them, both went for over 100 yards. Both caught touchdowns. Uh, on top of that, like how many? One, two, three, four, nine different receivers caught passes. You had Quez Watkins who had five catches, and I think that was Oof, including that. a couple of drops. You know, he, I, he had looked like two catches that were in his hands. That I think there were penalties on both of those plays, so it didn't hurt us, but they were catchable balls nonetheless. Um, you know, Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll had some know? clutch had some clutch touches. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. you know we're seeing Jalen Hurts put up three eighty and three, also had a rushing touchdown, um, and he's doing it without Dallas Goddard. You know his his third the the, the third Musketeer. Um, so it's I love how third Musketeer. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no one's ever said that. This is funny. I needed I needed a I needed a good name for like uh you know a good wide receiver threesome. Oh well <laughs> kids cover your ears. Anyways, yeah. Right. So so yeah, just uh the ability to get all of these other guys involved, you know, it wasn't just it, I mean AJ made the splash, but like it was a it was a it really was a team effort, and that's why we won so significantly. So is that two ups? Or is that one up? Well, my first up was Jalen because, you know, I uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I think I think that just the supporting cast of receivers I'll, I will yeah. utilize as my as my second up. Cool. Awesome. Well, I knew I listen. I knew that was going to come for 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 two up. So mine are a little bit different here. Good. Uh, the, the, the first one um, I just got to say is like we knew coming into it. And this was why I predicted last week um, that we would have a loss is any playoff contender with a strong running game that has that type of talent that can make the playoffs um, scared the crap out of me. And I felt that that was our Achilles heel was our run defense. We held Derrick Henry to an average. Like, listen to this. 11 rushes, 30 yards, 2.7 yards average. That you know is what this wild, reminds me of? Wild, dude. This game actually, it reminds me – and. Sorry, I know yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I just blabbered, but I do want to make a quick point that I remember when we talked about the Minnesota game, they have this stud running back, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I remember Kirk Cousins rushed for more yardage than Dalvin Cook that game. Yeah, and now Ryan we have, Tannehill <laughs> led the Titans in rush yards. Yeah, really well, funny. Ryan Tannehill exceeded Derrick Henry with 34 yards. So I, I think and, and, you know, I wasn't like laser focus on the defense but they must have had like a spy or somebody on henry just to kind of get him down they took him off of Tannehill because Tannehill can be a run threat so i assume that that's why he was able to to kind of break through the edges and, and get out there but um my, my 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 one up is really just how well coached it was like i feel like this is our most mm. complete game on all three cylinders yes offense was incredible the defense did exactly what they needed to do um, that Marcus Epps hit at the end, I don't know how unnecessary if it was like, you know, we could maybe look at that as, as a down, like Epps is 
Absolutely laying down the hammer this year. Um, and then special teams as as well. And, and that takes me to my second up is um yes, I love to see Britton do Covey yes! coming out of his shell, man. Um, we had people all around us like saying if Britton Covey takes us back, like we're getting a jersey like right after this game. I got a plug in China, I can call up and get it here in, you know, <laughs> three months. Um, but like, you know, that was really exciting. And I listened to the, to the broadcast on the way home, sitting in, sitting in traffic, waiting to get onto 95. And they just said like, just some of these guys like McPherson and, and some of the other guys that are, that are, uh, Calcaterra, they're just setting up awesome blocks for, for Covey. Um, I don't even remember any fair catches we saw. He took everything. And like, I think his longest was like 25, 30 yards on the return. So that's awesome, man. I love seeing that. And it was like back-to-back punt returns where he went for like 20 yards. I don't know if I've seen that like any time in recent years. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. This was like by far the best special teams return game that I feel like I've seen. So here it is. Time. So, dude, this this stat is actually more significant than I thought. Six punt returns. His average return was 17 and a half. His longest was 27 105 yards on the punt return for Britton oh Covey. Hey. Ridiculous. I love Great. it, man. Good for him. He still doesn't look very fast out there. I'm not going to lie. But if he can find one seam and 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 try to hit a second gear and and, and improve our field position, absolutely. Yeah. What do you have to say about the upside? And I'm going to get into the downs here, too. Yeah, I I so appreciate that you brought up coaching. Um, coming into this game, uh, the Titans, I think, were giving up 3.8 yards per carry to running backs, to the opposing running backs. Uh, and again, what I love about this offense is kind of pick your poison. How do you want to lose against us? And, mm. you know, I think it was uh, they were giving up a rating of 109 uh, to opposing wide receivers. So I think this was such a good game plan coming in knowing that the Titans had a pretty significant weak weakness on their defense and we went straight at it. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you um, guys real quick, what do you like how are you guys feeling about these pickups that we just made a couple short weeks ago? Like I I feel like obviously it's making some sort of difference. We I, wh- how many snaps did Jordan Davis play? It was only I think 6 or six. and and so these these signings of Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Sue like Sue had a tweet earlier today about like I'm so happy. Yeah, I was just gonna say it. Yeah, can I be a Debbie Downer for a second? Robert Quinn. I'm just I'm kind of disappointed at his lack of production, and he doesn't play yesterday, and it's just kind of been disappointing Mm. since he's joined the team. I I don't quite understand that. It's like you 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 bring someone in, and they kind of just have one role, and you're already kind of dealing with lack of depth on the defensive line. So I wonder yeah. what the reason is for him not seeing the field. I don't know. Dude, I, di- I haven't even thought about Robert Quinn in weeks. I That's forgot about it. you said yeah. that. I'm like, is he hurt or something? I forgot about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it's- Interesting. Interesting. So I guess that's a good way to get started on some downs here. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll kick us off with the downs. So um, I think the first one's pretty obvious, but like we were starting the whole game first, second, third, and 15. Like, oh, freaking game, man. Every single offensive lineman had a false start penalty. And that just is how you lose games. It is like very uh, reminiscent of how we lost against the commanders, where like we were just losing ourselves. We were playing ourselves. The, the penalties were like really ridiculous. I don't actually have the, the penalty stat here. It was 12. There was 12 for 80. 
There was a there was a thirteenth that got declined. Okay, so 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 twelve for eighty. And I'm, I I guarantee nine of those were were either uh, illegal shifts or uh, 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 false uh, false start. Um, inexcusable, inexcusable. And it's like I was even yelling from the stands. I'm like, well, it's third and fifteen. Like it's honestly where we are. And then Jack Stoll goes down and catches a fifteen yarder. <laughs> so like, I mean, we 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 got out of it, and like it shows like you know how talented like our offense really was against against the secondary over there. But like it's putting us in a really really bad position to start almost every single drive. It felt like. I mean, it's it's simple. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. It's not simple, though, because you see teams struggle with it constantly and you shoot yourself in the foot. You move yourself back. You make it harder for yourself. Not a good game plan. So obviously, <laughs> stop doing it. I think I got to figure it out. Yeah. Ali, anything to add to that? <laughs> yeah, there was one penalty that was called on Kelsey yesterday. I think it was a holding. Oh, and, yeah. And it was basically the guy who, I know. It was so bad. He just fell. Like, how are you supposed to yeah. hold a guy that's on the ground? It's like, what? So we'll call it 11 penalties for 70 yards then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty bad. And the second down, I don't really have much. I mean, honestly, it was really that. The only thing that was a down, and Andrew made this very well known today, um, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys game last night was deflating because I felt like the Colts had him on the on the on the ringer there. Um, it doesn't impact anything to do with the Birds game, but like we're kind of looking towards the playoff picture now. Uh, Jimmy G went down for an injury. It looks like the whole NFC East may make the playoffs right now. So Dallas is the one that you're really hoping on primetime TV. They go down. I'm not going to lie. At the end of the day, Eagles go 11-1. It's like, damn, like the Cowboys won too. Uh, I don't think it was very convincing. I just think Matt Ryan just threw some, uh, you know, uh, just trying to get some chunk plays and it didn't quite work out. But mm. second down is, is a little bit deflating there at the end of the day. Pretty good when I can't even tie it back to the Eagles game. I, if it's okay with, with the rest, with, with the rest of the class, um, I very, I'm very much struggling to find two downs for the Eagles game. And I would love to keep it on the Cowboys because there are a lot. I woke up this morning and I felt more angry about the Cowboys game than I did happy about the Eagles. And I, I don't know if it was just because it was more, it was more fresh in my mind because that game was last night. Obviously, if you didn't see it, Dallas completely. Hold on. Yeah, when, yeah. when I when I say this to Jason Avant on here on the podcast, you put me on blast. When I'm like, e- Dallas loses feels better than Eagles wins, and you're like, what do you mean? They're not even like really our rivals. And now you're here with this with this blasphemy. It was it was the damn broadcasters that were oh just God. driving. If I had to hear. Oh my God! The way that this CD Lamb just glides—he just <laughs> glides through the air. Oh wait, hold on a second. Let him tuck his chain in first. Ha ha! And then he's—he just—I tell you, these guys just—they glide. Oh my God! Oh my God, Chris! Chris, you are killing me. Oh my God, Chris, you are so funny. Oh, Chris, I can't. Oh, oh, stop it, Chris, stop it. You're being bad. I couldn't. And then when 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 Zeke when Zeke jumped into the Salvation Army. Bucket, and then they did the whole i'm like you know what as much as i hate watching this i feel like this is actually good juju because don't use the salvation army as a celebration prop i mean how is that not unsportsmanlike or taunting but yeah. pointing is 
That, that's a great question. Like the and refs guess, were laughing and like everyone was like cracking up and giggling over. What is that? It turned into a giant Cowboys love fest because I can't say some other <laughs> things that I want to say. You can say <laughs> that's fine. I can say sir. <laughs> <laughs> there are <laughs> that thing was. I, I like I get it. It's America's team. But, like, I, I really have not felt that kind of, like, hatred towards the Cowboys in a long time. But it really, like, reignited this this fire. And, you know, we'll get into it. I, I wonder if subconsciously it's because I, I think that they might be the Eagles' biggest competition in the NFC. But um, it was discussed. I, I'm, I'm ashamed with myself for sitting through the entire broadcast and watching that take place because it was... It was disgusting, and I was way too happy about the Eagles to put myself through that. So, anyway, Chris Collingsworth and Mike Tirico, my number one and my number two downs, losers. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, this is just going to make the end of the season that much better for when the Cowboys eventually lose in the playoffs? The fall from grace is always so high for them in the playoffs. Exactly. So, you know, they, they had a huge blowout win. Good for them. Let them smell themselves, feel themselves. I see Dak and Mike McCarthy over on the sideline and they're just as happy as can be. You wouldn't even know a football game was going on. Keep that, keep that going because I can't wait to see when this whole thing swings. I can't wait. So enjoy it now, Dallas, the Eagles. We are still a better team. And that is, even if you get Odell Beckham, even if you get Odell Beckham, we're good. We got ah, you. Man, I, I hate the Cowboys. I <laughs> you you know I cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys. I hate every I'm just watching this game just stank face the whole night. <laughs> I'm just like, oh just hate this team. I hate the silver. I hate like the red, white, and blue. It looks like a French flag on their helmet. I don't know what they're what they're what they're trying to do there. It's it's just pathetic. But I, I do have to say if we look at the playoff picture, Jimmy G just went down. Kirk Cousins got another Fugazi win off a, off a Jets, you know, not converting a, a fourth down. Tampa's struggling. I feel like we can beat the Giants. Geno's interesting, but I feel like the only team that like I do not want to play in the playoffs is the is the Dallas Cowboys. Like I feel like they are legitimately the second best team in the NFC. Am I right or wrong? Ali, you you start us off here. No, I think I think you're you're right, man. And, and to your point, right? You know, if Odell Beckham comes in, it just makes them that much more formidable. Could you imagine Chris Collinsworth, Chris? I mean, Andrew. I mean, this Odell Beckham is he something or what? You know, we saw him a couple of years ago. He reached up and he he glided through the air and he tucked his chain in and he grabbed it with one <laughs> arm right here on. You know, it's just these guys are just. Oh, Chris! Oh, Chris! You're just you, you are the best, Chris. Oh, Chris! You, I need to I need to take a second, Chris. <laughs> oh my God. I, I I don't even like to answer your question. No, I can't. I can't. Well, I can't imagine it. Well, of course he didn't put his seatbelt on. He can't be contained. He's one of the most elite. <laughs> now, now here's a guy who just can't be contained. Seatbelts or not, he just can't be contained. With that stupid smile, and you could like barely even see his eyes. He's like, oh, I'm Chris Collinsworth. I stay a bunch of poo poo out of my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> But oh, Tariko, Tariko thinks he's the funniest thing since freaking uh, 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 Pokemon. 
Drew, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know if I, if I truly understand how you feel. I think you need to tell me. <laughs> <sighs> I, just, I just, it's too much love. It's too much love for Dallas yeah. for one night. I mean, so, so here's my thoughts. So let, let, let's talk a little bit about the playoff picture. So like when, when I look at this, right, the NFL is, it, it's funny when you watch a game like the Chiefs and Bengals yesterday, right? Like the Chiefs just can't beat the Bengals. And the Bengals can't beat the Browns. And it doesn't mean that the Browns are better than the Chiefs, right? It's just like it's just like how it goes in the NFL. Like there's no like just being the best team in the NFL doesn't necessarily mean you'll win a championship. We see we see it happen all the all the time. So when I look at the playoff picture here, like I don't know what I want to happen. I think the first opponent we want in the playoffs is is the bye week. And I think that has to be the goal here. But then you look at the Vikings, 49ers, Bucks, Cowboys, Giants, Seahawks. I mean, is there is there a matchup that we like the most? I mean, with Jimmy G going down 49ers, are they going to be able to make it past the first round? Is our odds likely to make the first round? Like, it, there's there's just so many unknowns there. I guess with, with the 49ers, it's going to depend on what they plan on doing at this point. I I don't know if they're if they want to put like they just they traded Purdy. for Christian yeah, Brock, Brock Purdy. Like, <laughs> now, here's a guy you don't oh, even know. <laughs> there's Brock Purdy. Let me tell you. They just, he's built for tough, okay? It's, uh, it's a cool name, Brock. This is Brock Purdy. Do you smell what the Brock is cooking? <laughs> anyway, um, that play wasn't too Purdy. All right, shut up, Chris. Anyway. Uh, this play I'm, was so hot, we're going to call him the Brock Pot. This guy right here. <laughs> oh, Chris. Oh, one Chris, of the oh elite passers in the league. It's like Chris Collinsworth. He's played four games. Like, what do you mean? Oh, man. Can, can we like do a, a whole episode on just like on just Chris Collinsworth? That's so funny, man. I, we have, I, we have I, to I'm name serious. the episode something like that. I feel like I'm watching Sunday Night Football right now. <laughs> just... <laughs> so anyway, to get back to my point here, it's going to depend on if the 49ers decide to do something outside of Brock Purdy. I just we just saw today that Baker Mayfield was released, which is right. crazy, very unexpected. They uh, need to take Jameis Winston. Is what they need to do. Jameis mm-hmm. is getting straight up disrespected in New Orleans. They should take Jameis. Jameis would fit wonderfully in that scheme. I think so too. He'd probably still throw a ton of interceptions, but a he would ton, also throw ton. the most touchdowns. But throw whatever. like for seven hundred yards. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> insane. <laughs> but I, I agree. He would give you a better a better chance to win than than Baker Mayfield. Mayfield hasn't shown much of anything. Uh, at least when you know Jameis looked pretty good until he got hurt last year. Um, he was kind of going through his own little Geno Smith type of revival, to be honest. It seemed like things were working out well for him. Uh, obviously, speaking of Geno, I think all things considered, <laughs> I'd probably be fine playing the Seahawks in round one if they end mm. up making yeah. the playoffs. Right now, they're, you know, it looks like it's it's between them or the Commanders. It is wild to see that the the second team on the bubble is the Detroit Lions because a couple short weeks ago, I feel like they were like two and six or two and they're five and seven now so that's they're better than the Packers it's amazing so I I I think Dan Campbell did what he wanted to do he said he wanted to bring a lion like an actual lion to the facility and just like walk it (laughs) with like these big old chains around to everyone he's probably doing that he needs to be investigated for like some exotic animal (laughs) uh fraud there I love that though man the the lions have just been putting a whooping on you know thinking about like other things 
Andrew, I don't know if you can remember this. This is trivia about me. <laughs> Who was the one team I said I fear the most heading into the season? They're a complete joke this year. Probably the Rams. The Rams. Have yeah. we they are three and nine right now, and they're playing the Seahawks this week. And I was laughing when he brought up the Seahawks because man, they got so much in return for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's doing awful this year, and the Seahawks got significantly <laughs> better with their backup quarterback. Like, how bad, how bad of a, of a trade was that? That has that has to go down as one of the worst trades, <laughs> one of the most elite worst trades we've ever seen. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris, you're crazy. <laughs> Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am trying to think. There, I feel like there was another deal in recent years. Like, there probably was a Carson Wentz trade that helped the Eagles out mm. almost as much. But um, if you're a Broncos fan, I don't know how you just can't feel completely. Broncos set. country. Let's ride. <laughs> or more like let's die because they're dead they're like there's no where do you go from here like you you just basically traded a lot of future value and put your faith in someone who just just ain't it so um good for the seahawks and it's it's pretty remarkable that they're they've been able to uh, like reinvent gino and and put together the season they're having they're seven and five and they're playing in a what was a tough division last year, but yeah. How about you, Ali? Who, who would you, I guess, like in terms of the easiest potential matchups that you're seeing in the playoff picture right now, would you rather see the Seahawks or would you rather see a div- one of the divisional opponents from the Eagles? I think I'd rather see a divisional opponent, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the, the, the commanders, I, you know, broken clock is, is right twice a day. Right. (laughs) I I mean, they beat us, but we really beat ourselves that game, to be honest. Um, everything I've seen out of the giants is a healthy dose of Saquon and Daniel Jones, just not messing up. Mm -hmm. The only team I am a little hesitant when it comes to is the Cowboys, obviously, but there's based on how the, the playoff picture is shaping up. I don't think we'd see them in the divisional round. I would like to see another Cowboys Buccaneers matchup in the playoffs because I can re- I I don't want to see the Bucks if possible until you know maybe the NFC Championship if anything. I don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, ever. they're ever. they're still a really good team, man. Like personnel wise, they and if they're healthy and they're they're gelling, they're as good as anybody. Um, they just haven't been talked about it nearly as much because of you know their record's been very mediocre. Right. Um. So why don't we give some honorable mentions to two teams that actually got eliminated from the playoffs and they have no chance. So first one is going to be <laughs> Drew's favorite swing in it team, the Houston Texans. <laughs> they, they, really... may, they may only finish the year with one win. And uh, the other one is Chicago Bears. Bears. Congratulations. You tried. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> didn't stand a chance. There's Thanks a lot of teams with losing records. There's a lot of teams with losing records this year, and <laughs> you're at the bottom of the barrel. So, but the good news good is, is that year. you'll probably be joined next week at least by the Broncos and the Rams and some other teams that are barely even hanging on by a thread. Yep, but you were the worst. <laughs> those Texans, man, they really those Texans really could have had a big year if they could have just scored more damn points. Yeah. I wonder if they'll Guys, even has, like play Justin Fields. Yeah, go ahead, Ali. Has has any Super Bowl champion ever missed the playoffs the following year? Uh, the Rams probably this year. <laughs> yeah, 
Did the Eagles? No, the Eagles didn't. The Eagles made the playoffs that next season. I went, uh, maybe the Broncos after didn't like Peyton retire and then like. Yeah. Who I'm I'm actually very intrigued by the answer to that question, I'm, or at least the last time that that's happened. I, I would have to imagine it's happened before, Um, you know, like and it makes so much sense for the Rams when you think about it, because like they were kind of running their team like like a fantasy team or a Madden team. It's like they they really went all in last year. And I mean, heck, it was it was worth it. I mean, I would if I was a fan of the Rams, I would be I would totally trade. You know, I think I would take a Super Bowl if I needed to sacrifice the following year. It's like, OK, that's yep. worth it. So, well, I know that you, uh, Alex, you know, you love ripping my Texans, but, um, you know, I might take them this week in swinging it because they're a 17 point underdog against the Dallas Cowboys. So what do you say we get into some swinging it picks, eh? Swinging it. Let's do it. <laughs> swinging it. Underdog picks for the week. So, uh, quick recap, uh, Alex and I got back to our old ways of losing and both dropped, both took an L last week. So Alex still remains the season long leader of a whopping nine to six. We are both still in single digits. Alex, you took the new England Patriots last week who were defeated by the bills on Thursday night. It was a bit of a better, a bit of an underwhelming performance by the Patriots there. And then I was really hoping the Jets would find a way to win against the Vikings, obviously, so that, you know, people could could realize that the Vikings aren't as good as their record says it is. But lo and behold, I lost as well. But yeah, Kirk we Cousins again. Kirk Cousins losing again. I mean, winning again by losing. It's just this dude <laughs> just <laughs> first round playoff exit. There's there's a prediction for you. Vikings first round playoff. Yeah, exit. I just write it down. Yeah, I mean, they're I don't know. Are, do we really have any room to talk? Because everyone's been ripping us all year about you know our our record and how we've been. But uh, yeah, I if you're a Vikings fan, I'm sorry. All right, so for <laughs> this week's swinging a pick, it's actually somebody we talked about earlier. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. They're playing against the Bucks, who have a pretty stout defense. So you got Brock Purdy or Josh Josh Johnson. James Johnson is Josh Johnson still in the league. I think that's who they picked up. Uh, Maybe if it changes, maybe if you get someone like Jameis uh, who played for the bucks for a while, maybe knows the scheme a little bit. uh, You take Baker Mayfield. I mean, they got to get one of these guys. So swinging to pick today, three points, um, 49ers are favorite. So give me the bucks over the, over the 49ers bucks over Niners. You know, I know that I, I gave you a lot of props for your pick last week. And I know it didn't end up winning, but I want you to know that I also like your pick this week, Alex. Yeah. Can you stop doing that? Just oh, stop yeah. doing No, just stop doing it because, yeah, just stop. <laughs> just You, you keep hyping me up, and I'm sitting here and just I lose, so just stop. <laughs> Crushing my vibe, bro. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind here, the Detroit Lions are favorited against the Minnesota Vikings. What? Let that sink in mm-hmm. for a second. Oh, I need a sound effect for that. I don't have one. Dang. That's crazy. What? I know. That's no, that was just me. <laughs> the um, mar- Whoa! whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make up our own. Oh. I, um... <laughs> which all... Uh, yeah, why not? I mean... Yeah, 
I'm looking like this game is going to be exciting because it, the over under is 53. So that game, there will be some money put on some player props in that game for some touchdowns being scored because it looks like it's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm not going to take the Vikings, though, as much as I want to, because it would, you know, if the Vikings win, then I get a point. But uh, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I'm looking I, I'm going to go the divisional rival of the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of good divisional games. You you talked about the Browns and the Bengals. The Browns have the Bengals number from what you said, and I almost took that because the Browns are a six-point underdog against the Bengals. It seems like a great spot, but I'm going to go with the Jets. Again, I'm going Jets back-to-back weeks. They are on the road against Buffalo. My Buffalo friends, I hope you're not listening. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the Mike White wagon once more. The Jets coming off a tough loss. The Bills coming off a big win. Give me the Jets for nine points, baby. Yeah, and his sauce uh, sauce hasn't hurt or anything, right? So he's going to be on Stefan Diggs. I actually like that pick a lot. Is sauce he he's is he hurt or no? No, I, no, it doesn't look like it. I don't think he's hurt. Like no. I don't expect anyone to stop Stefan Diggs. I just com- I just expect a freakish. Yeah, thing that, like someone's going to stop someone. It's going to be Sauce Man. The Sauce Boss is he Rookie of the Year? Defensive Defensive Rookie of the Year? He has to be. He has to be. Is there anyone Dude else that's... out play? I don't I don't think so. Yeah. Huh. I know. I'm trying to trying to think of uh any. I mean it was a pretty big player. defensive it was a pretty big defensive draft. So I'm trying to Yeah, Sauce Carter may be it. Anyway. Well, I hope he shows up in a big way. So what do you think, Ali? Yeah, I was really surprised, Drew, you didn't pick up the Texans against the Cowboys. No? You don't want to yeah, take that. This is MO man. Here's the thing. You know, I already feel like I'm 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 getting kind of greedy by going for nine points. Going for 17 points is uh, <laughs> I'm not ready to take that leap yet. And you know what, Alex? I don't know. I kind of want to put Ali on the spot considering we don't have that many points. Like Ali has some weeks to catch up. If Ali wants to join us in swinging it, I'm totally for it. Ali, do you want to join us in swinging it? Ali, would you uh, like to join us? Let's do it, guys. Okay. Pick right now with no prep, no research, no nothing. If you win, though, yeah. I hate you. Give me the Jaguars against the Titans. Ah, that'd make our win seem a lot less cool. Good pick. <laughs> They're all good picks. They're all good picks. <laughs> Unless you pick the, tit- the, the, the Texans or the Broncos. Yeah. All right. So heading into uh, week 13, man, the season's already coming to an end. That's it's sad, but we will be going to MetLife. I'll actually be at the game. So I will report behind enemy lines and tell you guys how the atmosphere and everything is Uh, one o'clock game. I think it's one o'clock. I made that up. It sounds about right. Well, yeah, I'm going to it. I know it's one (laughs) o'clock. The 11 and one Eagles are playing the seven, four and one Giants. Some pretty big playoff implications right now because the Giants are, you know, uh, Right now, preliminary seated. Eagles are a seven-point favorite, which actually has gone up from six I saw yesterday, hmm. over under at 45. I don't know if I actually like the spread so much on this because division games are always different. I said it earlier, right? Like the Chargers almost always beat the Chiefs. The Browns always beat on the Bengals. Like these interdivision games are always a little bit different. And even during our brightest years and the years we've always done the best, no matter how good the Giants have been, they've always given us a headache, and they've obviously got something right this year. 
good running game. Daniel Jones has been doing well. And don't let Daniel Jones' tall, pale whiteness fool you. The dude's got wheels. He can scramble. He's done it a lot. Fortunately, he looks like a newborn giraffe outside of the pocket and trips over himself. (laughs) But besides that, we know that he can run. So what are the keys to the game? What do we got to do to win? Is it stop the run only? Are we worried about Daniel Jones? What do you think, Ali? I think this is a repeat of the Tennessee game. Yeah. You know, granted, Brian Tannehill, I think, is a little bit better of a thrower of the football than Daniel Jones. But if we can stop Saquon and force the Giants to throw the ball, I think we've got this game in the bag. Yeah, I agree. What's your score prediction? Uh, I'm at 27 to 7. 27 7 lower scoring. Okay. That would be that would be a statement to win back to back weeks by like what almost three three possessions. Um, I'm very much on the same wavelength in terms of feeling like the Titans were that was like a really good matchup to have before this because I feel like for the most part your 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 game plan is going to be pretty similar. You know, Sa- Saquon Barkley is their best player. Their running backs, their best player. Stop him. And the only major difference that I that I see is like Daniel Jones. Even though Ryan Tannehill is mobile, he's a little you know he's a little bit older, probably towards the end of his career. Daniel Jones can definitely you know take off and 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 pick up major yardage with his with his legs when he's not tripping over his own feet. Um, and you know, Alex, when we spoke to to Jason, you know, our friend Jason Avant uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, he was really the first person to shine a light on Dan- Daniel Jones's ability as a quarterback. And I know he's a big fan of Coach Dable, and you know. Everything that I've heard about Coach Dable from, you know, other analysts and people around the league, it's like this guy is a good coach. So I think that mm-hmm. we I, I think our coaching is definitely going to need to be on its A game. And I talent wise, there's no comparison. Um, it, it, I don't know. I it, we should win this game by two scores. I'm going to go with a score prediction of 26 to 13 and um we're just we're just a better team it's real yeah I, again i don't there's nothing to really overthink here stop the run and you should be okay yeah i mean the the only thing that worries me a little bit about the giants is they saquon's a really good catcher too henry is not mm-hmm. a catcher right so they're going to be running a lot of screens which we didn't see last week so um i do think that i feel like with a re a week running defense um the screen will be effective against us i think it's actually gonna be pretty high scoring i don't see us scoring less than 30 though i think you guys both you guys both said under 30 i think we'll put up 30 on them i'm gonna say eagles 31 uh i like the giants on points here so i'm gonna say giants 29 so i think it will come down to a, a pretty close game wow. um may come down to kind of you know reminiscent of what we saw against the colts last minute drive mm. you know didn't nothing nothing really happened there but um i think it'll be pretty close they they've always been historically close no matter how good we've been so that's uh that's when to go uh 29 31 yeah, that's I did really, want to add. Yeah, oh, go ahead, Alex. That's that's a, that's a really good point. I I, uh, I think the Giants are the sixth worst sixth worst rush defense in the league. Only reason why I know mm. that is because we're number five, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but uh, I I think it's going to be similar to what you said. I think it's going to be a run heavy head heavy day for us. Yeah. So we'll see. But hey, man, would be awesome to be twelve and. Uh, one the only thing that yeah that's crazy to think about 
but just know, like if if it if it doesn't pan out, like it's not the end of the world. We're still ahead. We're still number one. Um, but yeah, know, and, and I, just I back don't to... I don't want the Cowboys getting getting home field and and a first week bye. Absolutely, and it's nice to have a two game yeah cushion on them. Um, the one the other thing I wanted to make mention of is just though because we are on the road, so I I feel like being on the road as a seven point favorite. It would have been a little bit more concerning if we were the home team, um, but I, I do think a one being a one possession favorite on the mm. road, even in like a division game, because I te- I do typically feel like they'll even line those division games a little bit more closely. So, you know, seven is a we're so used to seeing these numbers with the way that the Eagles' offenses operate. I mean, they put forty up against Green Bay, and then boom, the following week thirty five against Tennessee. So, like Alex, I kind of you know. I do feel kind of foolish for predicting under 30 points because they're 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 on fire right now. Um, But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm hoping it's not close and I'm hoping that we don't see the Giants put up 29 points. That would be that would be a step backwards. Yeah, yeah. Big, big time. Agree. Big time. Agree. Ali, any closing thoughts? Happy to be here, guys. Yeah. This is uh, this has been an incredibly fun few weeks for me, and I'm excited to to see what future weeks bring. Yeah, man. Well, everyone listening, you're gonna get a whole bunch more of Ali. We're gonna introduce some new segments and things coming up throughout the season. So we're just excited to to incorporate you as as a part of this family, man. We are we are absolutely thrilled. Andrew, send us home. Everyone, do you want to send, send us home with the Chris Collinsworth impersonation? <laughs> I tell you, I mean, this episode has been, it's just like, we've just been, gl- look at this thing. We've been, gl- it's just, it's, it's impeccable. It's, it's sensational what these guys are able to, oh, cool, my God. You know what? You, we got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up, Chris. Okay. Everybody, everyone here from NBC. <laughs> Go Birds! <laughs>